This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Our pal Jake is on a real some bitch for this one because this is our, my favorite song and we don't have time to roll it up because we have too much to do on the show. But thank you to Jake for playing it. Uh, we'll get to all of our bets for tonight as we move along. NBA, NHL, side total and props for the Chargers and the Raiders. But we got to finish up B-squared, B-squared NFL Awards. Jake, bring that music up, please. Uh, and let's continue our conversation, Ken, on Comeback Player of the Year. I will reread the market at BetMGM. Damar Hamlin, minus 500. Tua Tungavailoa, plus 500, the second choice. Um, Russell Wilson. And Lamar Jackson, both at 15-1. to 1. Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco at 20. Aaron Rodgers is 30. Kyler Murray is 50. Yeah, and I just, uh, you know, started by saying, like, I, I don't know if any of this is going to matter. Like, may, maybe it's always Hamlin and n- none of the things down the stretch matter. Um, there are a couple things we know are true. Uh, we know that generally how players close has a huge impact on award voting uh, in all sports. And that doesn't have to just be true in the NFL. Uh, And the most likely way this plays out is Hamlin doesn't play in any of the games. And some of these players that you mentioned play well. Um, You know, who? I don't know. But uh, that has to be considered. And uh, and just the weirdness of this award this year, which we've gone over a number of times. So we don't have to go back over like how bizarre Hamlin is as an award candidate uh, and be like the first time in major sports history that a guy doesn't play basically at all and wins an award. Be like the first time I think that's ever happened. We've had players that have played half a season, players that are, you know, sort of like interesting circumstances, nothing remotely close to this. Um, So it'll just be I'm like really... I just want candidates to materialize because I'm fascinated to see how it's going to play out. Uh, and it might play out in a way that's in my favor or it might not. Now, if the question is like, so if you if you disagree with the premise and you think this market's just like not worth betting at all, that's totally fine. It's an acceptable answer. It's a very big favorite. I mean, we didn't talk about defensive rookie today and Carter is as big a favorite as Hamlin is, to be fair. So like you can definitely feel that way if you do, if you're like, okay, well, let's say I like at least somewhat agree to the idea that, or I'm open-minded to the idea that Hamlin can be beaten in this market by someone who closes strong. And if Hamlin doesn't play, and I guess it's worth noting, like Micah Hyde still didn't practice, I think today with a stinger. I don't know if he practiced today or not. He didn't practice yesterday. Like him not playing would open the door potentially for Hamlin being active, but you need multiple safety injuries for him to play on defense um, because they would only play him on special teams. So like, I don't even know if you get a lot out of that, but it's just worth noting and worth following. And like, you want to check the inactives on Sunday um, against Dallas. So anyway, um, if you're open-minded to the idea that, uh, that he could, that he, somebody else can win, the question is like, all right, who? And basically the market has kind of collected this group of quarterbacks who are all flawed, um, but who all kind of have like a fringe case for the award currently. Uh, you know, if you're just kind of be like, all right, who is likely to play the best? If you want to approach the question that way, approaching it subjectively, I don't know if that gets you anywhere. But uh, pro, you know, if you're just performance based, Matthew Stafford's the most likely to play well. You know, a home game against the Commanders, uh, like it's that's that's an easy answer to the question. Um, no matter how much you like the other candidates, and like whether they're going to impact a number of the games too, like it, like he 
he is very likely to play very well. Um, so that could be the price that drops the most. That would be one way to approach it, like bet someone whose price is going to drop. If it's just when we get to the end, who has kind of a narrative performance-based case that maybe like wins this in a traditional fashion as opposed to like an untraditional uh, candidate like Hamlin is, then... You know, I think you you have kind of a, you know, the half-baked candidate theory that like all these guys are okay, but there's not one true good one. You know, they all have flaws. Uh, Stafford, I think he's actually won this award previously, but like, okay, like is, is, that, is that the perfect case? He has to play really well down the stretch to kind of match what previous winners have done. Would he kind of get enough buzz going for this market to win? Hasn't really happened yet. No one's really talking about him for this award. So that's kind of his flaw is that he's not really on the radar right now. Russell Wilson got talked about for this award endlessly for a couple of weeks, then lost to Houston. And the kind of the bloom came off the rose a little bit. But like they play Saturday night against Detroit, they win that game. What's the conversation? It's exactly the same as it was a couple of weeks ago. Sean Payton was going to win coach of the year and then he wasn't somehow for one game and now he's back again. And I think he's like the most likely winner. Um, so that's how this stuff works. It's week to week. Like Wilson could definitely win. Baker Mayfield could win, but like they're the case there is tougher, like underdog, like three and a half point dog on Sunday and like the record won't be as good as Russell Wilson a lot of the time, but like you could make that argument. And then the last player is Joe Flacco. Look, the cons for him are very obvious. He's, he's Joe Flacco. He's the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. He's been there for about five seconds and he has like six touchdown passes. Also, he has by far the best story of all the candidates and it's not even close. And if he closed well, like I just be like, even if you love Hamlin for this, just be honest, like, you can kind of see this coming, right? Like, if he closes well and they make the play, like, just be honest, like, it could be a finalist. for the, There's going to be three finalists, unless the NFL just, like, gets rid of that, too, for some reason. Um, you know, like, I just, you can see this coming a little bit, plays well. See how he does Sunday against the Bears with apparently me starting at right tackle and Nick at left tackle. We'll see how it goes. That's uh, problematic, these are all by like, the way. Yeah, these are all, again, these are, there's no perfect candidate. You'd there's be no pretty good. Case. Yeah. You'd be okay as a fill-in. I'm getting bulldozed on every play. I just, well, I'm getting bulldozed too. I guess I just like, there's, I, I provide like 0.1 seconds more resistance to an edge rusher or something. Yeah, it's a, just Tyler, it's in the chat. Let's see my kick steps. Right, exactly. So I don't know. I like uh, the motion to, that I pick up my kids all the time. That's actually kind of like a blocking motion actually, um, which Nick will, get, Nick will get used to eventually too. So just look, is there like an awesome money-making opportunity here? No, because even if you thought Hamlin could be beat, you'd have to settle on one of four guys maybe that have a chance. I don't think Lamar is ever going to win this, but I can be wrong. I don't think two is ever going to win, but I can be wrong. Um, you still have to settle on a guy to bet, and you can't bet all of them. That seems like a terrible idea with how the prices would work out. So you're kind of like, maybe something here, but uh, I don't know. I, I, almost, I, I think there might be a betting opportunity at some point a little bit later, and what you would basically need Obviously, you need this string of inactives to continue for Hamlin. You really need these this pool of candidates to condense into one or two, where it's like, all right, like Stafford loses or nobody cares, like Flacco really catches fire, or Russell Wilson beats Detroit. Like then at least like let's get this to one guy or two guys, and then that's how you actually start to have the conversation and see it take place in the media. And then how does that go? Um, that can't happen yet. That has to happen after this week or the next couple of weeks. So I'm not. We're not closing the book on it yet. I've kind of been in and out on this for weeks. Haven't really been betting a lot for like two months on this market and and kind of like resigned to that maybe it was never going to be a thing. But a little bit of new life, I think, in terms of just, uh, the, you know, the candidates playing a little better, Hamlin not playing, 
it's at least stirring the pot a little bit from a discussion standpoint in an interesting way. And uh, and we'll see how it plays out for the next few weeks. Let me toss this out there, and then we can we can start giving our bets for tonight. So I think, like, you know, if you have positions against Hamlin in this market, you're probably hoping, honestly, right, that he just is not is not active the rest of the year and doesn't and doesn't yeah. play. Um, let's say Mike and Micah Hyde did not practice again today. Let's say that Micah Hyde does not play. Tamar Hamlin's active on Sunday, gets into the game, gets torched by I'm making this by Brandon Cooks on a long touchdown, and like he plays poorly. Does that matter? Or is it just like he's on the field, doesn't matter how bad he is or how good he is. The fact that he's playing is all that matters. Yeah, so I'll tell you. Well, uh, I'll give you my opinion just as someone who is heavy positioned against him. Like, what am I hoping for? Right? Like, I got the tickets. What do I want to happen? Um, I would like him to be irrelevant. Not even in the picture. Like, I don't want him on the screen. I don't want him involved in the plays because then we're talking about it. I don't want us to talk about it at all. I want him to not play. Um, so that when it gets to the end of the year, it's like he wasn't even he didn't even, wasn't even a part of the season. Almost he wasn't even relevant to what took place because that's the that's the case that you would make against voting for him. Fair enough. All right, comeback player of the year here on you better you bet. All right, more peace word peace word awards coming up next week on the show. We stand on the precipice of week fifteen in the National Football League. Can Allah uh, dealer's choice here? Would you rather do some NBA bets or NHL bets right now? What do you want to do first? Uh. We got, we got a lot of time. Let's do let's we do, do NBA, I guess. Yeah. Oh, baby. Let's uh, you know what that means, Jake. It's time to queue up. The best of the best. Nick and Ken have been in the betting gym doing spreadsheet curls and prop lifts, getting ready for their biggest opponent yet. The NBA. And thanks to their training, they're now ready. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Ready for whatever may come. And when it comes to the sports books, they'll show no mercy with their NBA best of the best on You Better You Bet. I got uh, I got bad news. I got some bad news for everyone. Uh, not for tonight, but as we move forward. Um, and look, maybe I'm, I'll be wrong about this and like the gravy train actually like won't come to an end. Uh, Tyler Hero has apparently told the media in Miami that he expects to be back next Monday or next Wednesday. So I don't know if, Ken, that brings like officially an end to the Jaime Jaquez gravy train where it just goes over in every single game. It doesn't help, though. But the good news is I think we got like two or three more Heat games before that happens. So just like we may be ending the end of this era here on Jaime Jaquez, which is obviously very unfortunate. Uh, So let's roll through some NBA bets that we like for tonight. Ken, I got a bunch of props that I like, maybe like one side here. What's your favorite side for tonight in the NBA? We can start bandying all of this about. Yeah, I mean, why don't we just uh, going forward? Like, I I hate betting totals, and you're really good at props, Me too. and I like betting and I like betting sides. So, like, best of the best should be the best of the best, which for me is going to be side bets. Like, that's going to be the thing I like the most, and for you, it's probably going to be props. And, and I'm going to tail your see, side bets. See, those will be those will be yeah. my side bets. We'll be just tailing you on yours. Right. <laughs> a long losing streak betting totals for Ken <laughs> Barkley. Uh, that I will say sides tonight, and I guess props would that be the same case, right? A little problematic tonight because we don't have almost any injury clarity. If we did it next segment, we wouldn't have any injury clarity then either. The first game starts at 740 Eastern. There's a bunch of late games. There's a bunch of injuries. Like, is Paul George going to play for the Clippers? 
who is playing in the Jazz Blazers game for anyone. Uh, is Dorian Finney-Smith going to play for the Nets on a smaller level? Bigger level is Anthony Edwards and Jane McDaniels. Are they going to play for the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight against Dallas in like a really interesting game? We, we, we know that everyone's out for Miami except for, except for Jimmy Butler. Uh, and and we, we know that Jalen Brown, I guess, is going to play for the Celtics. So we kind of know all that stuff. Uh, I, have, I have to do some if-thens here, if that's the case. Well, in one game, I don't have to. Um, I like the Kings tonight, minus one and a half at home against the Thunder. They are coming off the absolute worst imaginable performance of all time against the Clippers, a game we won money on. Uh, and now you get a home game against a team that's been playing pretty well. Chet hasn't been quite as impactful. Uh, it just feels like a really, really good spot to play the Kings at a really, really short number. Uh, and the Thunder are awesome. It's just like I, I like playing teams off games like this when they're well coached and they're not like 22 years old and they're named the Detroit Pistons. Uh, so Kings minus one and a half like that tonight. And then a couple other kind of like ifs. Uh, if Anthony Edwards and McDaniels play for the Timberwolves, they'll probably become a, a short road favorite in the game. They're like pick or plus one right now, minus one in a couple places. If Edwards and McDaniels play, they they should probably be like minus two or minus three. Really, really like them tonight against like half of the Dallas Mavericks. The like Luca hero ball works really well in some games and he's awesome. And uh, congrats to him on having a kid and now scoring like 95 points a game. But like, this is if, if if it's full Minnesota, there's a big difference between this team these teams with Dallas having so many players hurt uh, and Minnesota off a, a loss too. So like the Timberwolves, and if Paul George plays, I actually I think I would like him to play. I'd like this to get out even more. And first game no Draymond, I think I'll play the Warriors back. If you adjust for strength of schedule, there's not nearly the difference between these teams that you would expect. Uh, and I don't like the Clippers home court advantage at all, especially Golden State. Obviously, same division from California. So hoping like six six and a half with George playing. So uh, went a little long, but. Minnesota, if Edwards McDaniels play, like the Kings no matter what, like the Warriors want Paul George to play to get a big number coming back. I'm curious just your thoughts, even if there's no bet. Maybe some other people might be curious about this as well. Uh, the Nuggets and the Nets tonight. Brooklyn coming off yeah. the win last night against the Suns, and it's How a big game. Denver's, no, yeah, Denver's a massive yeah. fate. Great win by the Nets. A bad loss by Phoenix. Uh, the And look, like we'll see what, like once Beal gets fully integrated into the lineup. Like, I don't think we know what this is what this is going to be yet for Phoenix. Probably something better than it's been um, this season for the Suns. Denver's a nine-and-a-half-point home favorite tonight. So this is one of those, Ken, where, like, and I've been honest with people, I kind of like, I'm lost a little bit with size thus far this year. I look at this point spread and think, wow, that's a huge number. The Nets just beat the Suns last night. Denver's probably going to win by 50. <laughs> what do, you, what, do you have an opinion on the game, even if you're not betting it? I mean, the spread is much larger than like any rating would make the difference between the teams. And it's for a really specific reason. Like a, a known angle in the market is back to back at altitude. It like gets it's like factored into the almost the opener like the eight and a half opener is too big but that's because it has this angle factored into it teams that play back to back at altitude at denver at utah they get smoked all the time and everybody knows it so like Den yeah that's why denver's like do i want to do i want to bet the nets no because i know that angle so does everybody else um no kcp kind of sucks for denver too if i had to bet the game I'd probably bet the over, actually, to be honest, with the Nets and the Nuggets missing their best defensive player by far. But uh, yeah, just like I, I don't like go, going against something that like makes a ton of sense and is true historically. And it's just it's the Nets find themselves in a really difficult spot tonight. All right, it's a couple of props from yours truly for tonight. I kind of also like I kind of want to bet the Jazz. Maybe I will. Maybe keep waiting. It's up to four and a half now. Yeah, and like Lowry ain't playing tonight, right? And we don't, and like Ken said, like we we don't know that for sure yet. Oh, players are starting to get ruled out for Portland though. Markinen's officially out, so Markinen is out. All right, um, all right. 
How about this? I'll give out one bet now. I'll give the rest of my props so quickly on the other Great. side, then hockey, then football to close the show. Listen, everybody. The gravy train's almost, almost coming to an end here. We got a couple more games, though. Let's enjoy and celebrate while we can. Jaime Jaquez tonight, over 14 and a half points. One of the last times I think we'll get to play this until Tyler Hero returns. Jaquez over points. On the other side, the rest of my props, hockey, and then side total and props, Chargers and Raiders.